0: Yeah. Dean started it Sam finished, finished it. it Right So But I mean it's, And that's my whole thing Is you can go even farther back And say well Sam started it Because he drank demon blood When he was six months old <laughs> Yeah fuck that guy
1: He was already addicted When he was a baby Right And he got his mom killed So, so what So what? Hmm? what now Anna What you got Boom <laughs> To remember that. Oh my God. (laughs) Welcome back, guys, to Wayward Fans, a supernatural podcast. I'm Shannon. I'm Liana. And today we're talking about Sympathy for the Devil, which (coughs) is the season premiere
0: of season five. Woohoo! Season five. So exciting. So uh, you thought shit got real last season. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Just
1: hold on to them butts. Um, this is the last season that Eric Kripke's with us, unfortunately, but it made for a really good run. Yeah. Very good story arc. Yeah. Um, so now we get to start that off. Uh, this is actually an episode is named after a song by the Rolling Stones. Great song. It was directed by Robert Singer and written by Eric Kripke. And for this podcast episode, this is the
0: only episode we're going to be talking about. Correct. So, Because like the finales, we usually yeah. have a lot to say for the premieres. Shocking, I know. <laughs> we usually have a lot to say about all of them. But right. <laughs> but we force ourselves to trim it down a bit. <laughs> um, so, Sympathy for the Devil. We start exactly where we left off at the end of season four. Uh, We're in the chapel, and Lilith's body has bled into this pattern on the floor that the light is coming out of. Dean says, Sam, let's go. Sam says, Dean, he's coming. And they try to leave the chapel, but they can't. And the angel light and the angel sound, you start hearing it and and seeing it more and more intensely. They cover their ears and they close their eyes, and the mark that Lilith's body left is filled with light. And the light takes over the entire scene, and then we're watching Looney Tunes on a television screen. And it's Yosemite Sam trying to get out of going to hell, and he's bargaining with Satan.
1: The name of that cartoon is Devil's Feud
0: Cake. <laughs> I love Looney Tunes. <laughs> that is so awesome. That's um, funny. Um, so we pan back from the, t- the TV screen that we're looking at, and the boys are somehow on an airplane and the cartoon is showing on the little screen that they have built into the seat right in front of you. Um,
1: Dean has forgotten that he's scared of flying.
0: Right. Which I think is a reasonable thing to forget (laughs) at this point. (laughs) Um, They're very confused. They're looking around and the pilot comes on overhead and he lets them know um, that they're just flying past Ellicott City, which Dean says that's where they just were. Right. Um, And then – From the cockpit, we see out the window a huge shaft of light come up out of the ground. And the pilot steers the plane very hardly to avoid it. And the plane starts to spin. And we can start hearing the angels screeching. And we see the light. And then, new title card. There we go. (laughs) Now we got it. And it's really cool. It's like blood and water.
1: Yeah. It's it's one of my favorites. Yes, I have Good. favorite title cards. So do I. So, is this the first time we ever see him in a rental car?
0: That is exactly <laughs> what I
1: thought. I was like, is that a rental car?
0: <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> that is funny.
1: Um. So, nothing but bad news on all the radio stations that Sam's flipping through, like, bad news like hurricane right tremors, natural,
0: natural disasters swine stuff. flu <coughs> something about North Korea on one of them I can right. never like get back to like hear it right and I didn't have the subtitles on I don't I didn't catch what it said I all I ever catch is North Korea
1: right, right. so um so Sam starts to talk about stuff but Dean cuts him off and tells him not to talk he says it's okay They just need to keep their heads down and hash it out. So Sam's like, all right. Dean wants to know how they ended up on Soul Plane. Sam thinks it may have been the angels getting them out of harm's way. Dean's like, all
0: right, well, I guess that's the least of our worries. We need to find Cass. I just want to butt in and just say, I don't think that's the least of your worries, Dean. Well, I think that's a pretty big deal.
1: (laughs) I thought it was really funny because he he says to Sam... First thing we need to figure out is, is how the hell we, how we ended, up ended up on Soul Plane. And then Sam says, it probably
0: was the Angels, and he's like, ah, that's the least of our Rose. worries. And I was like, hang on Dean. a second. Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty fucking important how they ended up on Soul Plane. But... Right.
1: Well, and I, I can understand how Sam's like, it was probably the Angels, and Dean's like, okay, well, let's move on. But when they find out later, then they should be like, okay, now this seems like
0: a bigger deal. <laughs> right. Well, and I just... um. I don't know. I don't think it, I just don't think the angels would have done it, you know? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, they would have gotten Dean out of the way, I guess. I don't think either, but I think to them right now, they don't really have any other alternatives of what they could I guess I would just be more concerned. I (laughs) thought, at first I thought Dean was like, I was like, yeah, how the fuck did that happen? And then Dean's like, ah, who cares? I was like, wait. I think we need to know how that happened.
1: It seems like a good step, Right. To figure out. Anyways. So, they show up at Chuck's house, and it looks fucked up. It is true. There's blood everywhere, and it's just... Everything's turned over, there's just... Yeah, it looks like some shit went down there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then Sam walks around the corner and gets smacked in the head with a fucking plunger.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I love Uh. (laughs) Chuck in air quotes attacks Sam <laughs> and um, Sam
1: just goes ow <laughs> I love that part so bad. I was I had a pause like is that a plunge? <laughs> it's a plunge. so Chuck is a little freaked out <laughs> he says that the last he saw in his visions, <laughs> Sam uh, he says
0: first he goes you're okay and Sam well my head hurts <laughs> 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 okay sorry but yes no, it's okay <laughs> So
1: Chuck says the last that he saw in his vision, Sam went all Vader, high blood temperature and heart rate, and his eyes went black. Dean was like, what? Dean says your eyes were black, and Sam says I didn't know. Yeah, Sam says he didn't know. Um, Dean asks where Cass went, and Chuck says that he is dead or gone. That the (laughs) angels smote the heck out of him. The archangel smote the heck out of
0: him. So he um, says that, and the first thing that pops into my head, even the very first time I'm watching this, I was like, but it said Misha Collins in the opening credits. So. <laughs> Sorry, Chuck, Cass isn't dead. <laughs> Sorry. Just so you know. Spoiler, everybody.
1: <laughs> um, so Chuck tells them that Cass exploded like a water balloon of chunky soup. Like, seriously? That's what you're going to say? Ugh. Ugh. Um... Sam points out something in Chuck's hair. It's a molar. Oh, God. There's a molar in my hair? Oh, my
0: God. And he says he's having a bad day. I'm like, dude, you just pulled a molar out (laughs) of your hair. Yeah. I love the look. Is that a molar? (laughs) Was that a molar in my hair? Chuck is so good. I love Chuck, but that is fucking disgusting. It's really bad. Really, really bad. God, that gives me creeps. I know. You have a teeth thing. Yeah, that yeah. Was a tooth. It was not just a tooth. It was like the worst tooth. True. I don't know what it is about molars specifically, but and
1: Cass's molar on top of everything.
0: Oh my God! I never even thought of that. <laughs> God. <Gosh. laughs> <laughs> Episode
1: ruined. You can never oh watch God. it again. <laughs> um, Dean is upset with Cass. Sam says he was just trying to help them. Um, So, but Dean's just Dean's, Dean's mad just because Dean. he's 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 his friend and his friend
0: right. is dead and he doesn't want him to be gone. Um, and this was something that I was I saw a thing on the internet that pointed this out too, and it cited this scene specifically where Dean says, "Cass, you stupid son of a bitch," and Sam says, "Stupid, he was trying to help us." There's a lot that people talk about Sam and Cass's relationship mm-hmm. and how they don't like each other, and I don't think that's true. Um, I think they like each other. Yeah, um, I think they do. I think there was a lot of tension in the beginning because... Because of what was going on with Sam, right. Right. But I think specifically more from, like, Sam's perspective, Sam likes Cass. And Sam, you, I think you'll notice this more now that I've pointed it out, because that's what happened when people pointed it out to me, was that Sam actually spends a lot of time defending Cass's decisions mm-hmm. to Dean. Because, um, I mean, we all know Dean. he's He's Dean. He's gonna get angry at Cass and call him stupid, and he's gonna um, do those types of things because that's just what Dean does. Um, but Sam is always very, like, understanding of Cass's. Well, I guess
1: in because so like we were talking earlier or in another episode that Sam has always been a little bit more independent of the family, whereas right. Dean is very codependent, and Dean has formed this new relationship with Cass as like. Another brother. Right. So Dean is going to treat Cass the same way he would treat Sam. Where he's going to start going out of his way. Almost self-sacrificing to make sure Cass that's is going to be okay. That's true. So when Cass doesn't do something that he wants him to do. Or doesn't do something that he agrees with. He's going to be upset. Because it's the same way he gets upset with Sam. When he's just trying to protect him. Or right. he doesn't want him to get hurt. Because of the relationship that's Forming there, and when Dean cares about you, it's almost unhealthy <laughs> <laughs> how much he cares for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: and Sam can kind of so I think, feel that, I and guess. and
1: plus, I mean, I definitely think that Sam, or I mean, that Cass and Dean have a much stronger relationship. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sam and Cass—that's Cass. that's not so. I think there's always going to be more tension between Dean and Cass because of that. And Sam can be more of that bystander, like, well, right. let's look at it from this point, or he probably did it because of this. Right. Because he doesn't have that love, kind of. He could
0: be more objective about it. You know, fucking up what he's seeing or hearing. The, the. How he's interpreting something. Yes. The codependency that Dean develops with everything. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Everything, everybody. everyone. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I don't well, know everybody that's important to him.
0: And the car. Very true. Very true. <laughs> that's baby though. So, that's his baby. <laughs> so she's. But yeah, she's I just that's just something I think people should <coughs> take notice of is that Sam is very defensive of Cass and is very supportive of the decisions that Cass makes. While Dean disagrees with almost every single one of them. A lot.
1: Well, yeah. Because. Cass wants to help, but it's putting Cass in danger. so obviously Dean's not ever gonna like that. And Cass is
0: not <laughs> afraid of being put in danger. No, he's a fucking angel, <laughs> right? Why would he be afraid?
1: <laughs> coming. Okay, so yeah, so Dean was mad that Cass died. <laughs> and Sam is like, well, he's helping us, so settle down. Um, but then suddenly, Chuck can hear and feel that the angels are coming. Uh, Zach shows up, Zachariah shows up, saying that he thought they would find the brothers there. He's got two angels with him. Zachariah tells Dean it's time for him to go with them. Dean is not willing to go anywhere. He's a bit upset with them for starting Judgment Day. (laughs) Zachariah tells him not to pull pull hairs on who started it, but sure, blame them and let's move on. And then Dean says, cram it with walnuts, ugly. (laughs) Cram it with walnuts, ugly. <coughs> Which is from The Simpsons. Is it really? Yeah. Um, it's a line from Homer Simpson that um, appeared in the episode The Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie Show.
0: Um, oh my god, really? So, yeah. Homer was Poochie. Yeah. That's his line. That was Itchy and Scratchy's Jumping the Shark was Poochie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I don't know if that would be jumping the shark. Wouldn't that be cousin Oliver? Were you oh, at the character? Oh, right. Yeah, you're the... right.
0: It would be cousin Oliver.
1: Was it Oliver? I can't. Remember. No, you're
0: right. It was cousin Oliver. You're okay. right. Okay. Um. So I'm learning so much about TV. I know, right? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> the because what they're talking about before cram it with walnuts, ugly. I don't even remember exactly what the line is, but uh, Zacharias says something about Sam like summoning the devil. Um. And this is something, I don't know why, but when people call Lucifer the devil, it, like, bugs me. Triggers you? Yeah. I don't know why. I'm <laughs> <Trigger>. like... <laughs> it's just... It's just... That's really funny.
1: I know. I don't it's... have that problem, but I think that's funny. <laughs> what
0: is that? Like, I don't know. the word the devil. I'm like, the devil. Like It just doesn't sound very mean, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it generalizes
1: it too much. I guess maybe that's what it is. I mean, because the devil is supposedly just one entity, but, it kind but of,
0: it, 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 it's, it's used a It's almost like lot. it classifies it with just another demon. I, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. And they say it a lot in this show. They say the devil a lot, and it just gets under my skin. It's I'm, the stupidest thing. Right? <laughs> no. Shannon's going to say it as much as she can.
1: We have... To have an episode of just Leanna's pet peeves, her trigger buttons.
0: It'll be a whole hour.
1: I promise. It'll
0: be. God, I have no fun. <laughs> Everything pisses her off.
1: Um, so Dean doesn't exactly trust Zachariah. But, but why? I don't understand that. Uh-huh. Zacharias says that they need to strike now, hard and fast, before Lucifer finds his vessel. And
0: what exactly are they going to do, zachariah right, when they strike fast and hard?
1: Right. Like, so, what is he right now? Right.
0: What are like, they going to strike exactly? Like, do you know where he is? Do you know what this he is, is doing? Some
1: floating entity Somewhere in the clouds. Right. Like. like okay. Sam, Lucifer needs a meat suit. He is an angel. Them's the rules. (laughs) Zachariah tells them when Lucifer touches down, it's four horsemen, red oceans, fiery skies, the greatest hits. Zach tells Dean that he can defeat Lucifer, but they need his help. Dean is extremely against trusting Zach and tells him to fuck off. Amen. Zach tells Dean that he can't rebel against them like Lucifer did. Then he notices that Dean is bleeding. His hand is bleeding. Dean tells him it was an insurance policy in case they showed up, and then he pulls out the sliding door behind him, with the bye bye angel signal paint. Really? Sigil Jill, painted The bye bye angel
0: sigil. <laughs> That's what I got. And then poofs them away. I was so He's like yes, like if I could high five a screen, that was like the moment I would have done. Like, yeah, good job, Dean. Just not the bloody hand. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just going to say that. <laughs> I loved uh, my my exact note is like, yes, I love you guys.
1: Dean says he learns that from his friend Cass. Oh. And then Chuck. This sucks sucks. sucks. (laughs) ass. Oh, I just love that. Uh, Chuck, you're the greatest. He's got great delivery. He does. He really does. So Sam meets Dean at the hotel, tosses him a hex bag, says that the angels and demons should not be able to track them down with those. Dean asks how Sam is doing if he's Jonesing for another hit of bitch blood. I just thought it was interesting that Sam learned how to make hex bags from Ruby. Right. It's a good thing to know. I mean right. Sam's smart, so i yeah. sure he'd be like,
0: This will probably come in handy. If he I showed make up it he like, this. here's hex bags. I was like, whoa, Sam made hex bags. And then when Dean's like, Well, where'd you learn that? I was like, Oh because <laughs> it was like immediately oh that was Ruby. Yeah. So it was kinda like a too soon type thing to have yeah. to like bring up Ruby. Like, too soon. Too soon. It hurts.
1: Ugh. Yeah. Um, Sam says that he's fine. No shakes or fevers. Whoever put him on the plane cleaned him right up. Dean says supernatural methadone. (laughs) (laughs) Sam tries to start to talk about what happened again, but Dean cuts him off and he says he doesn't have to say anything. And Sam says, that's good, because what would I even say? I'm sorry. I screwed up. doesn't really do it justice, you know? Look, there's nothing I can do or say that would ever make this right. And Dean cuts him off saying, so why do you keep bringing it up? Dean doesn't want to put it under a microscope. He says, we made a mess. We clean it up. He wants to try to treat it just like any other hunt. And right at this moment, and these are my notes because I couldn't remember. I said, I like right here that he's not blaming Sam. Right. He's throwing them both under the bus for fucking up. I honestly can't remember if he does later on or not blame sam um but right here it's really nice to see that he is calling
0: both of them out right and and that's and i like that too but i guess and then my note here is do you think that's genuine or do you think that's just what dean's trying to make himself and sam believe i think it's genuine because he has to
1: know that he i mean he knows he broke the first seal right and he has dilemmas about it he's had dilemmas about it in the fourth season. I can't remember if it's I
0: honestly cannot remember if they touch base on that again. I don't think they do. Um I had ta- honestly I'd completely forgotten <coughs> it until we started this rewatch and I was like, oh but, that's right. So um but I I mean he knows that he had a hand in all of
1: this. Right. Um and I I don't think he was just saying we because especially he's saying it with all this emotion. Right. And it was more of a speech of passion rather than, like, a um, a premeditated, like, this is what I'm going to say to my brother if he starts talking. Right, right. So the we came out without him thinking about it.
0: You know what I mean? Right. So
1: it's like a subconscious, he knows that they're both responsible.
0: Yeah. I could see that. Um, I don't know. I guess it just seemed... And I guess it goes back to what we were talking about with Dean's whole codependency thing. I just don't... It just seems to me like it wouldn't be that easy for him to let go of that, for him to not hold Sam accountable for the whole thing. I think he still holds him accountable, but I think he also holds himself. Right. I guess I'm saying more to the point that he was like, you don't have to say anything. Um, You know... I guess that's what I mean. Is like Dean's acting like it's water under the bridge. You don't have to say anything, which I don't think. It is. Oh well, that's bullshit.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought you meant. I thought you meant his feeling on whose
0: fault it oh, was. Oh no, sorry, I was. T- I'm no, sorry. no, it's fine. Yeah,
1: no, no, no. Obviously, no. Dean's like trying the best he can to right. make this not a thing when right. it's a huge thing to him. Right. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 Him saying we. He, I think, he genuinely means we fucked up. Right. No, but I, can, I saying, can see that. Him saying you don't have to say anything. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's treat this like any other hunt. Water under the bridge. Right. That's bullshit. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was just talking about the we in that sentence, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I think is really funny. <laughs> well, I just got really excited that he said, you know, right, the mess we made. Right. Et cetera, et cetera. Instead of the mess you made. Exactly. Right. Which is something you would expect of Dean but right he's he's taking uh responsibility for his part in it too yes. by saying that yes. so I appreciated that yeah but yes what you are saying <laughs> is he no he is being totally dishonest right now and he does not think this is okay right because he's still very very mad at Sam yes. for betraying him
0: yes and you know and you know humanity <laughs> <laughs>
1: So Dean says, or asks what they should do first, and Sam says, well, the same thing we always do, figure out what the thing is, which totally reminded me of the Ghost Facer tutorial video. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do first? You find out what it is. I was like, oh my god, the video. They
0: are. They're finding out what it is. And this is when he says the devil. I know. I know. The devil. (laughs) He says, all right, we just got to find the devil. devil. And I I don't know. (sighs) I thought that was some good delivery on that line um, because they're both trying real hard to make it seem like it's something they're going to be able to just go do. Right. But just the way that he says the devil is kind of like that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever said, you know, as far as what we're going to hunt.
1: For your sake here, I think using the devil is fine because it's used in a humorous context. Where right. Where it's because I feel like saying Lucifer would get the same thing, but it or same response. But saying the devil the way that he delivers it just makes it that much like un-
0: funnier and unbelievable. Like right. And I guess it's not even that line's not so funny to me as much as it's just like I don't know that part is really difficult for me the, when they're first in that hotel room talking to each other because it's the first time you really see them talking Together, to each other right. um yeah and it's just the whole thing a lot of it just seems so fake i think is the problem yeah. that i have
1: oh well, i think it um, is <laughs> from
0: both of them and um so i guess when dean says that we just have to go hunt the devil and he kind of like shrugs and looks like this is ridiculous right and the whole thing is just so like but and it's not stupid like haha it's stupid like this is hopeless you know and I'm like wow this is a great way to start the season (laughs) (laughs) then we see Mark Pellegrino oh my god (laughs) this man is amazing
1: he's so so good he is
0: I love him I was so excited when I saw him So good.
1: So, I don't know his name yet in the episode. I mean, I do because I wrote it down. But we don't know what his name is yet. So, I'm just going to call Mark his real name.
0: Mark. Because that's not going to get confusing.
1: No. So, Mark's having a very... He's having a moment outside his house where he's noticing the gate is slamming over and over again. The wind is really crazy. It just seems kind of off
0: to him. I like how it kind of... The whole thing kind of... I guess amplifies is the word I'm looking for. Uh, Because at first he's just walking up the steps and he hears the wind and the wind kind of blows the gate. Um, But he stops and he looks and then the gate keeps hitting over and over and it keeps hitting like harder and harder. And the wind starts going crazy. And the whole Mm -hmm. time he's just kind of totally still and standing there and watching it. It was pretty.
1: Yeah. Like he's having this moment. Right. Because anybody
0: else could have just kept walking to their house ignoring
1: that. But it's like he felt something.
0: Yeah, obviously something had been awoken
1: near his house, I think.
0: So he wakes up covered in blood. Oh, my God. First off, I do want to say that while he was still asleep and we saw him, that blanket he has looks so comfy so comfy dude i want when he those. turns
1: on the lights and tosses the covers back and sees yeah. that it's fine i was like that bed looks really fucking comfortable yeah <laughs> like i want to get in there
0: but going back to what happens is he does he wakes up in the middle of the night and he's slipping around in a pool of blood yeah like you can just hear squishing and gross <laughs> sounds can you and
1: imagine and, oh my god,
0: god. It's the worst and so of course he flips out flies out of bed Flings on the light, and there's nothing there. Right. And his name is Nick. And then he says, all right, Nick, keep it together. And I was like, really? That's what you're going to tell yourself is keep it together?
1: (laughs) So he gets back in bed, which bravo, because I'd have a really 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 hard hard time time. doing that. Oh, my God. Um, And he rolls over, and there's a woman in bed with him. And she tells him that he's special, and he was chosen. And then it cuts to Becky, because <laughs> she's also a special and chosen. <sighs> um, and we hear her <laughs> typing oh, her no
0: her fanfic
1: fiction, and so we hear oh my god, and then Sam touched no caressed Dean's clavicle. This is wrong, said oh. Dean. Then I don't want it to be right. Replied Sam in a husky voice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so gross. Okay. So. It's so gross.
1: I got the whole thing that she wrote and that we see on the computer screen. So I'm going to read that to you guys. Oh, no. I also went and looked at. So somebody way back was posing as the Becky. Right. And made a live journal account. Oh, God. And posted an entire, like, actual fanfic. Seriously. I read it. I should not have read it. (laughs) No,
0: you shouldn't have. What the hell were you thinking? Well, because I was
1: like, maybe I can find an excerpt here or there that I can add in in the podcast because it would be funny. Nope
0: no no (laughs) absolutely not no have you never read fan fiction no i have okay
1: but i just wanted to not the sex scenes oh no i know you know just some uh, yeah and there were a couple lines that i could have but i was like no this is just (laughs) it's wrong (laughs) in so many levels and you want to be right (laughs) okay so here's the whole thing that's on her computer screen that's actually in the show Sam shivered as he leaned against the splintered wooden wall of the barn.
0: I already have my face covered.
1: His shoulder ached from his fight with the demon spawn, Mar Deluc, and his clothes were soaked from the cold rain which fell outside. He let the knife fall into the dust and turned to his brother. Dean was shaken up. His chest was heaving with exertion, and his shredded shirt was barely clinging to his muscular oh my frame. God. Sam could see he was hurt. Hey, are you okay? Sam stepped closer and put his arms around Dean. We're going to get out of this. They can't keep us here long. The brothers huddled together in the dark as the sound of the rain drumming on the roof eased their fears of pursuit. Despite the cold outside and the demons who, even now, must be approaching, the warmth of their embrace comforted them. Oh my god. And then Sam caressed Dean's clavicle. This is wrong, said Dean. Then I don't want it to be right, replied Sam in a husky voice. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Chuck calls Becky via Skype. <laughs> how did he know how to call her? I don't know. She probably sent it when oh, she you're sent right.
0: He she got all of her letters marzipan. and her marzipan.
1: <laughs> she freaks out. She's his number one fan. She's Sam Licker 81. You're what? Never mind. And she's a web mitri- web mistress at morethanbrothers.net. Morethanbrothers.net, which is an actual domain name that is owned by Warner Brothers. I'm sure it is. It just takes you to their site though.
0: Right, morethanbrothers.net. Oh my god.
1: Chuck has contacted her because he knows she'll believe him. He is being watched and he needs her help. He needs her to get a message to Sam and Dean. She tells him she doesn't appreciate being mocked. She knows Supernatural is just a book. She goes on, you know, to say why she knows it's just a book and all this. And Chuck just says, Becky, it's all real. I I knew it! (laughs) Which, this is the same conversation between, um, or it's the conversation mirrors the conversation in Galaxy Quest. When Tim Allen's character explains to Justin Long's character that the ship is real and they need his help. And he goes, I know it. Oh, it, it is. Oh God, I haven't seen Galaxy Quest in forever. I know. It's a good, That's a good movie. I love that movie. So back in the hotel, um, the news is still reporting on bad things happening around the world. Earthquakes, hurricanes, multiple tornadoes. It's awful. Becky shows up at the hotel. Sam answers the door and she freaks out and touches his chest and then says one of my favorite lines. You're so, You're so firm. firm.
0: <coughs> and I just want to point out, this is the second woman <coughs> to describe Sam as firm. It's true. <laughs> That's why I'm kind of, you know, excited that we're going to meet him. <laughs> Are you going to tell him that he's firm? I am you not going <laughs> to tell him that he's firm. Because you know he's firm. I know, but it's gonna, I'm gonna get a feel it. Nippy. It's pretty exciting. It's gonna be great. Um, she, she says, looks at Dean and says,
1: "You're not what you're I not pictured. what
0: I pictured." <laughs> she says, "I know you. You're Sam Winchester, and you're not what I pictured." <laughs> I'm like, "What did she think Dean looked like?" Well.
1: According to the covers, Sam doesn't look like that either. Why well, not? right? <laughs> I mean, I guess he does have long hair. She's a huge fan. She tells him she even wrote a couple of... And she just giggles. She doesn't tell them what she wrote. <laughs> she tells him she likes to change up in mythology. Because the demons are getting kind of... They were getting boring. <laughs> she has a message from Chuck. He had a vision. The Michael sword is on earth. The angels lost it. Sam asks if Chuck knows where it is. She says, in a castle on a hill made of 42 dogs. She knows it doesn't make sense, but she memorized every word of it for Sam. She's touching his chest again. And he says, Becky, can you uh,
0: quit touching me? No. no. <laughs> she has her eyes closed, she has her head on his chest, and just no,
1: no. I want. I told Leanna this earlier. I really want to pick this as my favorite line because it's just such a fucking funny moment. It is, but it's just the word "no," just, and it's so, all in the delivery. It's all this. This one is all about delivery, and she delivers it very she just well. She Nails it. Yeah, I love Becky. So Bobby pulls up in the Impala, looking fucking beautiful.
0: Yeah. Oh, is that the Impala? And then oh, it's Bobby. Yeah. And Bobby hasn't
1: seen Dean (laughs) since he fucking vanished. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's what we assume. So Bobby shows up. Dean asks if he was followed. And he says, you mean by angels, demons, or Sam's new super van? (laughs) Word travels fast in the
0: hunter hunter world. world?
1: Yes. (laughs) Little gossiping bitches. (laughs) So they're discussing the sword. Dean wants to know if it means the actual sword of the actual archangel. Bobby has a big book of angels. Says Michael is the toughest guy they've got. Dean thinks he looks it's like Cate like Blanchett. Blanchett. <laughs> he, t- he says, or Michael commands the heavenly host. And during the last fight upstairs, he was the one who booted Lucifer to the basement. And he did
0: so with the sword. Time for research. So where does Bobby get all these books from? I do not know. All these really cool books. I want them. I do. Those are some beautiful books.
1: There, maybe like, I, where does he get them? Museums, old churches, catacombs. I don't know. You know what? I want. Stole. I want. To,
0: I want to smell them. Oh, I bet they. Smell they must good. smell so good. Yeah. I want those books. Really good. At this scene, for some reason in particular, I was like, "That is just not fair." Why does he have <laughs> those books? <laughs> I, want I bet them. they'd be very expensive. Oh, I'm sure.
1: So Sam has a moment, Bobby asks if he's alright, Sam tells him no, and then tells him the truth about Lilith not breaking the final seal, but being the, but being the final seal. He was responsible for breaking the final seal by killing her and letting Lucifer free. I like that Dean tries the to time, stop him. The whole time, yeah. The whole time he's saying is Dean's like, Sam, Sam, <laughs> Bobby,
0: it gets- honestly never occurred to me that people weren't going to know. What happened? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I was like, oh, that's right. Not everybody knows that Sam did this. Right. In fact, only Sam and Dean and, like, some angels know that Sam yeah, did exactly.
1: This. <laughs> so, Bobby is pretty pissed that Dude. Sam started the Armageddon. Which I can Um, see, but like... And in the first section of what he's saying, I wrote, I think he has a point about Sam being selfish and arrogant about not listening to them when they try to warn him about Ruby in the very beginning. However, to be fair, for this next part, is Sam didn't actually know Lilith was a a seal. They may have been able to figure this out with the clues Lilith had dropped, (laughs) but we're past that. And just as Dean didn't know, coming off the rack to torture was the first seal. So it's unfair of him to – the first part of the speech about him being arrogant and not listening to him, I was like, all right, cool, yeah. yeah." But when he went on to say it it was his fault, I'm like, well, you're going to yell at Dean, too? Right. (laughs) Because, yeah. Bobby tells Sam that this kind of thing don't get forgiven. Bobby tells him if by some miracle they pull it off, he wants Sam to lose his number.
0: I was really surprised. I wrote,
1: what the fuck, Bobby? This yeah. can't be real Bobby, can it?
0: I was, yeah, I was pretty floored. Um,
1: So Sam looks really broken up. And Dean looks like something's not right. Like the way he's kind of doing that sideways looking at Bobby, you know? Like he's like, either something's off or, holy shit, I didn't expect, I expect this, this kind of right. anger coming from you. Um, or does he realize that I also had a hand in this? <laughs> it's just one of those looks where he's, he's also not sitting right with what's happening.
0: Um, well, I mean, but he's yeah, also not but, interjecting anything. But either, let's look at what's happening. Like, yeah, it's just the whole thing. The whole thing is such a huge clusterfuck oh yeah you know and so yeah bobby's gonna say shit you never would have expected because you never expected the world to end right <laughs> you know and believe it or not that does change people a little bit <laughs> so yeah Maybe. the whole thing like i was surprised um i didn't think it was unbelievable given what had happened mm-hmm. um i was surprised but at the same time i was sad but i wasn't i was i was just i remember the first time i watched
1: obviously i knew just this part was hard to forget on a second watch, through. right? You, I I already remembered, but I remember on the first watch show, I was just like, "This, there's something wrong." Like I right. wasn't expecting that level of anger from Bobby, but yeah, maybe...
0: and I guess that's my whole thing, and I guess that's kind of what because, like I said, it never even occurred to me that people weren't going to already know right um and so when sam started to tell bobby it was kind of like holy shit like they have to tell people what happened <laughs> right i'm like they're not all just watching this like i am. <laughs> 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 i forgot the people in this show don't know what's going on and so i think that was it was kind of a bit of a jarring moment just for me as a viewer right and so for bobby's reaction it wasn't such a far leap right because you know. to him he was he was completely unaware right. of what happened, and to find out that it, this is how things happened, I could totally see him flying off the handle. Yeah,
1: I just thought I, I can see him getting upset. To me, I was just like, I would never have expected Bobby to get
0: to tell him never to call him again. Right. Yeah,
1: that and that was the moment where I was like, this, there's something off.
0: Yeah. And I guess for me, it was just, yeah, it's the apocalypse. Is you know, him getting mad.
1: Him getting mad. No, I, totally I understand fine.
0: what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, that as far as the character we know of Bobby. But I guess to me, it was just things have changed so much yeah. at this point. We can't really. I wasn't even. I guess I was right. just looking at it more from the perspective of the shit has like hit the fan. <laughs> it and like has. people are not going to. Yeah. Even I, as like a viewer, I was like, this is fucked up.
1: Yeah, it like, was it was hard to watch, but I was okay with all. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Until he said, "lose my right. number," then I was like, oh right. no. Okay. Anyway, um, so Sam says that there's a church nearby, and he'll go there to read the lore books there. And Bobby likes that idea. So Bobby's... lore books.
0: That's what he says. <laughs> I know, but what the fuck are lore books?
1: <laughs> books on lore. <laughs> Sam's favorite kind of book. I know. I'll go check out the lore books there. Okay. <laughs> um. So Bobby starts talking to Dean about what John said about saving Sam or killing him, and that maybe they shouldn't have tried so hard to save him. Bobby says that maybe his dad was right, and this was when I was like, "All right, for real, this can't be right." Because no, Bobby yeah, at that does point, not like John,
0: yeah. yeah. But Um, then, and when he said that, because that was also, because, like, I know we, me and you were talking about this before, but that was when Bobby said that, that John was right about either saving Sam or killing him. That's when a question kind of flipped for me, which was, how much did John know about what was going to happen? Right. Like, how did he know that Dean was going to have to either save Sam or kill him?
1: Well, I think for John, he knew about the blood. Right. So, in Sam, you know. Right. So, I think, I don't know that, I don't think that John knew about the apocalypse. I'm going to just assume that John was thinking that if Sam couldn't control the blood inside him and turned to that, he would just become a monster. I
0: see. You know what I mean? Okay. I
1: yeah. don't think
0: he knew much further than. Dean might have to kill him right. because he has demons. Because he'd in be him. a monster. I see. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um,. But when Bobby's saying that about John, Dean remembers um he, it puts a light bulb on and he remembers something and he goes and he search for uh searches for a card in his belongings and remembers that um their father had a lockup in upstate New York called Castle Storage and it's on forty two Rover Hill. Castle on a hill of forty two dogs. I was like, Wow,
0: Dean, I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's the same lockup that it is. They were in before. Um, I know. So I just think it was a pretty good like, leap.
1: <laughs> exactly. Oh, okay. So they think John may have had the whor- the sword the whole time, and then Bobby punches Dean and reveals that
0: he's a demon. And I said no.
1: And, and i I, I, Bobby. I knew it.
0: <laughs> so here's what's funny. Before we move on to the next part. That I noticed, again, through the second walkthrough, is when they cut back to the hotel at the start of that scene, uh, the shot is on the demon knife, sitting there next to the phone. Right, right, right. And I was like, oh, duh. (laughs) So, and this is one thing that I think is kind of annoying about me, but also makes watching shit fun. I don't catch on to shit like that ever. (laughs) At all. I'm like, oh, look, there's the demon knife. Oh, look, there's Bobby. <laughs> I remember <laughs> was like, Bobby's a demon. <laughs> like, um, but it makes it fun for me because then when reveals happen, I'm usually totally shocked.
1: <laughs> I Like I said, the first time I saw this, I was. it was when he got angry at Sam. Right. And when he told him to lose his number, I was like, I don't think Bobby would have really said that. And then when he told Dean maybe we shouldn't have tried so hard to save. That was when I was like, hold on. Yeah,
0: no, that's when I was like, wait, that's not right. Um, It was really
1: funny. I was reading IMDb for some, you know, factoids. Right. And um, there was a comment on there about um, plot holes. Yeah. So I went and I read them. And one of the ones that I thought was kind of interesting um, was – That they just couldn't believe. Like they think it's a great episode and everything was cool. And they know that this had to be done, you know, to move the story forward and everything. But they don't believe that it would ever be possible that Bobby would get possessed. Because he's like the hunter's hunter. You know, he knows Mm -hmm. everything. He gave them anti-possession charms to begin with before they got their tattoos. And there's no way Bobby wouldn't have one of his own. Right. I was like, okay, those are some pretty good points. Right. I could but see maybe that. Maybe he just didn't have it on at this moment. Right. Because <laughs> he was freaking um, out because Dean suddenly disappeared. I, yeah. <laughs> and
0: I think that has a lot to do with it. Like, I mean, I, I totally agree. Bobby's pretty badass and not easily uh, Trick. taken down. Right? right? But at the same time, um, when all of this was <laughs> happening, shit was just going haywire. Right. Um, and I think... I think the demons went after Bobby specifically and I think it would have been very hard for anybody to not get possessed in that situation. He was like their number one target at that point because he was going to be their gateway to the Winchesters. Right. There's the, the, yeah. I can see what they're saying, but at the same time, Bobby is just a human being. Enough demons are going after you, you're going to get possessed.
1: Yeah. I was just like, okay, those are good points. Yeah. Because it seems odd that
0: Bobby would be without an anti-possession token right. at this point. But that doesn't mean he's unapproachable, I guess is more what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. Demons yeah. can still grab him and throw him <laughs> around and beat the shit out of him and find it and rip it off of him and then possess him. You right. know? Totally. Absolutely. Um, but I just thought I would throw it. Yeah, that no, there I, I, I thought it was pretty No, good. that is a really good point.
1: But again, it wouldn't, you know, progress the storyline without it, so we kind of need that to happen.
0: Mm, they could have gone in the direction they went without it being Bobby.
1: Yeah. It just makes it a little bit more... Right. It gives you that punch, you know, of right. him insulting Sam. Right. That, like, split second of, oh, no, yeah. not Bobby. <laughs> um, so Meg and
0: another demon show up. Well, we don't know it's Meg. yet, Dean...
1: I know it's so weird because seeing it on a second watch through, I was like, "Oh, oh Meg. Meg, right?" And I was like, "Oh, wait, have we seen the brunette Meg yet?" We have not. Remember for the life
0: of me. But anyways, no. So she walks in and, and she gives thinks it's Ruby. My favorite line. I know a Meg line. Shocking. She says, "I always knew you were a big, dumb, slow, dim pain in the ass, Dean, but I never dreamt you were so VIP." And I was like, "It's Meg." <laughs> like as soon as she said that, I was like, "It was pretty obvious, Meg." <laughs> Um, but he thinks
1: it's Ruby at first and she tells him to go back further and he's like, oh, god damn it. It's Meg. So Meg is happy that their father is back and that they're all dreaming again. If she had known he was supposed to kill Lucifer, she would have killed him earlier. And Dean tells her to get in line and she tells him, baby, I'm
0: right at the front and then kisses him. I love that so much. Meg, <clears throat> she talks a lot. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, and in this particular meat suit, I am totally okay with that because I could listen to Rachel Miner talk for days. She has a beautiful voice, um, and she also says a lot of very funny stuff.
1: But Meg is
0: an amazing demon. She is. I love her, and she. And I guess this is where. And I kind of. I think what maybe made me think of it is you had asked a couple episodes ago about um, demons possessing gender specific, because uh-huh. um, Meg. Is a girl. Like, we always see Meg in girls, but the thing I think I like the most about Meg is that she's not, like, your typical girly demon. Right. She's not the sassy – I mean, she's sassy, but it's, like, a much more raunchy kind of sassy. Right. Who's going to do shit like that, like, grab Dean and just kiss him and, like, just do these really gross things and say this really – you know what I mean? It's just she's a little more gritty, and I I really like that about her. I like her. the brunette version of Meg better than Me, the blonde version. I of like Meg. them both, but yeah, Rachel yeah. Miner is my I favorite. I like I like Meg the Demon, right? Right. I just
1: think that Rachel Miner portrays her. Oh my god, better. She does a fantastic job. She's just my favorite of the two.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. But she kisses Dean, and he says, "Was that peanut butter?" <laughs> I know. Like, he's back. not fazed by the fact that she kissed him. He's That's just, just Dean's, like, like wall. <laughs> <laughs> Meg wants demon Bobby to kill Dean so the Bobby trapped inside can know what it feels like. Bobby's actually able to take control long enough to stab himself. Ugh. Dean instantly socks Meg and fights with the other demon. Sam shows up, sees Bobby down, and starts to run to him, but gets hit in the face with a telephone. Yeah. And those was, like, really old, fucking heavy-ass telephones. Yeah, like, like the rotary dial telephone. That would not...
0: Ouch. He, he, that's no... He p- shook that off really quick. That is no plunger. No. That was not a plunger. <laughs>
1: Sam recognizes Meg. Immediately.
0: Like, <laughs> wow, Sam, I'm impressed.
1: They fight. Dean bests his demon and kills him with a knife, and then Meg smokes out. And so they just leave her there. I guess so because she comes back 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 in in the same suit, (laughs) which is really weird. She must have like smoked back in as soon as they left. Oh yeah, before like the cleaning crew
0: could show up in the hotel room. Like, why are there three bodies? Well, just like I guess the Winchesters have probably changed a bit because. They never would have just left a human, you know what I mean? Right. Who had just been unpossessed, what do you say, depossessed? Right. By a devil? A devil. See? Do you see what's oh, happening? no. <laughs> Speaking of the devil. Ah-ha-ha. Nick is
1: looking at a bunch of kids' stuff in a cardboard box. A baby swing turns itself on and we hear crying coming from oh about a baby monitor that he digs out of the that's box that's po- packed in the box i just nick is obviously very confused by this when he makes it to the baby's room where the crying is supposedly coming from it stops when he turns to leave the crying starts again and when he turns back there's blood just pouring out of out the crib of the crib, of the crib. he approaches just... it looks in Freaks out, but there's nothing that
0: we can see in the crib. So with this scene, I mean, it's obvious that something horrible has happened and something and it's something that has happened fairly recently because the he's still packing things right away. Um, And just watching him walk up to the crib and look inside. (coughs) And I was just I was very impressed with the route they took of leaving it empty for us. Right. Because we have no idea what Nick is seeing when he looks in it. But um, I was reading, I don't remember where I read this, but it was something that was talking about how good horror uh, movies or writing anything is based on leaving as much as possible up to people's imagination. Mm-hmm. Because whatever we would imagine ourselves is going to be a lot scarier to us than what someone else might write or right. might show you. So I that was um, well done in this regard
1: because
0: right it was just horrifying
1: I mean I think the people who write stuff like the ring and the grudge do just fine up scaring me oh yeah
0: but <laughs> yeah no I mean obviously there's people are gonna be but when it, I guess when it comes to something with that much emotion behind it right you know
1: you gotta leave it to the audience to let them yeah. decide what's I personally them have them the most decided
0: to not think about it <laughs> I' serious I have never once like tried to imagine what was in that because I don't No, want to know. Don't.
1: Let's not go there. Yeah. Because that would
0: be awful. Yeah.
1: So, um, Sam and Dean bring Bobby to the hospital. Sam wants to stay with Bobby, but Dean says the demons know where the sword is and they need to get there before the demons do.
0: I was really impressed. I was like, I never, I forgot you guys were looking for anything. (laughs) (laughs) I was really worried about Bobby.
1: (laughs) So, they get to the lockup. There are some dead dudes lying around. And Zach and his friends are there. And Dean says my favorite line. Hold on. Sorry. Dean says, or Zach first says, I see you told the demons where the sword is. <laughs> and, and this is also my favorite line.
0: Oh, we both get a Okay.
1: I'm picking it for the delivery. I, love, I am too. That's I the love main the reason I'm picking it. Because
0: so. he turns around and he goes, oh, thank God. The angels are here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Zachariah tells Dean the sword was in front of them the whole time. They planted the prophecy in Chuck's head to get them there and hand deliver the weapon.
0: So, I'm really confused by this. What is he talking about? Dean is the sword. I know, but like, if they already knew that, did they already know that? Like, did who already know that? The angels. Yes. Well, then why are we doing all of this? What do you mean? Because he was saying that. They did lose the Michael sword, so they planted that piece of prophecy in Chuck's head to hand deliver the Michael sword. Obviously, it's not lost if they already know it's Dean. Do you see what I'm saying? I think he means that they lost it as they lost Dean helping them, willing to help them. But that didn't change anything. Telling Chuck that the Michael sword was here doesn't change anything. It just gets them... To Dean. But they already can get to Dean whenever they want. Yeah, but Dean can get
1: rid of them with the sigil. You know, be prepared for them, I guess. I think he was, I think Zachariah's plan was to get him in a place that was like a booby trap, you know, or an ambush, so to speak. Dean's not being prepared for it. Oh. And then maybe Zachariah thought if he was given the opportunity to talk to Dean and let him know that. He actually I just, is the yeah, weapon. I guess maybe he would come back to be I willing. I can see that. It just
0: it just doesn't make sense. I,
1: I don't mean, know. I think it's I I think it was pretty evident that the angels knew the whole time. Well, I
0: guess that's what I'm saying is like either they knew the whole time or something clicked when Chuck had his alleged prophecy, but then. That wasn't a prophecy. That was what the angels told him. You know? I think that was just to
1: get the guys there, like he said, because he wanted to finally get Dean in a spot where he could talk to him without there being any kind of way for Dean to escape very easily or get rid of the angels easily, like he was at Chuck's house.
0: Well, yeah. But, like, all I'm saying is that that's easy. They did that to him immediately in the finale. He was trapped in that room.
1: Right. I don't know. Maybe because that... Because he told Cass yes... I swear I'll give up my will. And maybe after he told them to fuck off and that he wasn't going to help him anymore, maybe that like vetoed the <laughs> contract of him giving no. away his free will. No, I don't know how it works.
0: I, I no know. Idea. I guess
1: I think that's, but I think it's evident that they knew because Zachariah tells him in the green room that his brother has a very important part and he has an important part. It's just not his time yet. Right. Right. So they know that he has to be the vessel for Michael. Right. Okay.
0: It just doesn't make sense. I think it's me.
1: just a very weird roundabout way to Right.
0: it's it, it's nonsensical. To make
1: this scene happen. Roughly. Well,
0: it's it's nonsensical. There's absolutely no reason for them to do any of this. There was no reason for Chuck to have a prophecy. Like it's just if they already the knew they could have done whatever the hell they us want.
1: Is that they wanted him to be there, but why couldn't they just greener him again? Exactly. Like you're
0: saying, exactly. Maybe there's
1: a reason for it. They don't explain right, it to us. Right, but that should have been <laughs> so, explained then. Exactly, right, exactly. If you're gonna have <coughs>
0: this chain of events happen, there needs to be some type of explanation behind it.
1: There, it would have been better to get a little bit more right. information. Yeah, somehow. and that's why I think maybe
0: I'm just missing something. I don't know, but yeah.
1: No, it makes sense that you're like, well, why are the angels going through all this trouble to get them into a storage room? When if they already, lasts, I guess my whole thing was them like- into
0: a right, and I guess room. my whole thing was that they, the way that this was worded to me was that they also did not know what the Michael sword was. They knew that Dean was important. I don't know if they knew what the Michael sword was. Right.
1: I would assume that they did just because of the way Zachariah was telling him about his destiny. Right. And his part in the right. whole thing was going to be killing Lucifer, not killing Lilith. Right. Not stopping the apocalypse, but fighting it after. Mm-hmm. So, yes, guys. Dean is the sword <laughs> because <laughs> he is Michael's vessel. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Dean. He tells Dean that it's a great honor and he's the chosen one. Yeah. <laughs> Zachariah says, what, you thought you could actually kill Lucifer? You simpering wad of insecurity and self-loathing? No, you're just a human, human, Dean, and not much of one. He says, what do you mean I'm the sword? Zach says, you're Michael's weapon, or rather, his receptacle. I'm a vessel? You're the vessel, Michael's vessel. How? Why me? Because you're chosen. It's a great honor, Dean. Oh yeah, life is an angel condom. That's real fun. I think I'll pass, thanks. Um, also, really quick, on a side note, when Dean says the comment about being an angel condom, you can see Stan- Sam start to laugh, right behind, okay Jared <laughs> start to laugh right around, yeah. It's really funny. Um, totally loses it. <laughs> uh, so Zach is done screwing around and breaks Sam's legs. Oh my god. the fuck? Dean doesn't want the battle to happen. He doesn't want all the people to die. He wants there to be another way. Zach says if he doesn't do it, all of the humans die. Dean realizes that Michael needs his consent to ride around in his skin, and he says no. Zach says he'll heal Bobby, make him all better if he says yes. If he says no, Bobby will never walk again. Dean says no. Zach says that they'll cure Dean from stage 4 ca- stomach cancer. Dean says no, then kneels over, spitting up blood. Or he kneels over spitting of blood first, and then he still says no. Zach Zach asks how much Sam will
0: do without...
1: He says, says, let's get creative
0: and see how Sam will do without his lungs.
1: Right. And Sam starts choking. Zach tells Dean that he's going to say yes. Dean says to just kill them. This is when Cash shows up. And is just a total fucking badass. Oh my god. He immediately kills the other two angels who are there. Zach is obviously very shocked to see him there because he thought Cass was dead. Everybody thought Cass was dead. Cass was dead. <laughs> he tells him he's dead, and he does not know how he's alive, nor how the boys got put on the plane. He says that the angels didn't do it. Um, but he thinks that they both know who did. I'm talking to Zach. Mm-hmm. Zach says it's not possible. Cass tells him that he's scared and tells him to put the boys back together and to go. He says it all tough like. He says, I won't ask twice. Yes. I was like, yeah. This is cool, Cass. Cass. (laughs) So Cass tells him that they need to be more careful. Lucifer is circling his vessel and once inside, the hex bags won't keep him away. He touches their chest and carves...
0: (laughs) he touches their chests and we hear this like weird like crumpling kind of sound and they're like what the hell is that and he says he um it was an angel what does he call it he says he carved enochian sigils into their
1: ribs that no angel in creation can find them well
0: my point was the delivery was that um they were angel whatever signals uh sigils and they said what did you just brand us with it and he says, "No, I carved it into your ribs," <laughs> and the looks on their faces after he says that—they look so violated, <laughs> like what? <laughs> which I love, Cass. I love Cass. So now we have the handprint, which you and I have both agreed is one of the coolest scar symbol things. Mm-hmm. Now they have Enochian sigils carved. Into their ribs. That is fucking amazing. It's pretty good. I love it.
1: Um, it'd be cool to see. But not yet. Uh, but not yet. <laughs> well, we see it later in an x-ray, but I not yet. <laughs> um, so he tells them that no angels in creation will ever be able to find them, including Lucifer. And himself. Right. Sam asks Cass if he was really dead, and he says he was. When they ask how he's back, how he's back, he or yeah, when they ask how he's back, he's back to old Cass and just leaves.
0: That was Swooshes the moment. That was the moment. Remember what I told you—that <laughs> it was because as soon as you ask Cass a question, he doesn't know the answer to. Bye. <laughs> and I honestly think that was Cass like going, "I'm gonna find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. I will be right back." Okay, so um, we're back on Nick,
1: um, and he's seeing Sarah, who's his ex-wife, in his dreams. And she tells him that she's not his wife, but the angel Lucifer. He says, um, could you do me a favor there, Satan, and remind me to quit drinking before I go to bed? (laughs) Sarah tells him that he's special. Apparently there are very few people like him. He's a very powerful vessel. Sarah says that she needs him to take over his mind and body. It will probably be unpleasant for him. Nick doesn't believe that it's real, but humors it for her a minute and asks why he would do that. Lucifer in Sarah's body says, you people misunderstand me. You call me Satan and devil, but do you know my crime? I loved God too much, and for that he betrayed me, punished me, just as he punished you. After all, how could God stand idly by while a man broke into your home and butchered your family in their beds. There are only two rational answers, Nick. Either he's sadistic or he simply doesn't care. You're angry. You have every right to be angry. I'm angry too. That's why I want to find him. Hold him accountable for his actions. Just because he created us doesn't mean he can toy with us like playthings. Nick asks if Lucifer will bring back his family if he does this. Lucifer says no, but he will give him the next best thing, justice, for it was God that did this to him. Nick wants to know how he can trust him, and Lucifer says he doesn't lie, contrary to popular belief. So Nick says yes, and then we zoom out and we just see a very bright light,
0: and it's shooting through all the windows. So I absolutely love how they've written Lucifer in this show. It's just spot on. um, And the monologue that he gives in that scene is just so. It gives me shivers just hearing what is being said and then knowing who is saying it mm-hmm. like, like seriously makes my skin crawl. Like it was just it was just so well done. Um, Just the level of manipulation. It's like everything you've ever really heard about demons and about if you if you listen to those types of things or read about those types of things about satan and the demons and how they work um i think one thing that i read that i thought was really really insightful about it it was um c.s lewis wrote it was called the screw tape letters mm-hmm. and screw tape was a demon but he was like a demon in training and it's the letters between him and his superior about this person that he's trying to turn Mm-hmm. Um, to evil and it just talks a lot about he's like here's what I've done so far and then he gets a letter back saying from his superior saying you'll need to start you'll need to do this and this and this to make it differently and have it work and it's just the very very subtle things that demons do to try to make us make bad decisions right? and that it's something they're very very good at Yeah. and one of the main things that they do is even if they do tell a lie they use very very little of a lie and almost all of it is truth Right. So they're telling you a whole lot of truth, and then they just insert that one little lie, that it makes it, it, it makes it so much easier to trust them. Right. Uh, and they did that really well.
1: They're certainly good With at the Lucifer. manipulation. Yeah, they just they did it really well. So we're back to the hospital. Bobby is being told he is unlikely to ever walk again, <laughs> and we're learning this by Bobby screaming at the doctor and running him <laughs> out of the room. Um. Sam asks what they're going to do now. Bobby off- offers nothing other than saying, "Saving as many people as they can for as long as they can." Dean gives a speech about fuck the angels and the demons. If they want a war, they can do
0: it on another planet. He wants to take them all out. This is what I love. I'm sorry, but that's just one of my favorite lines. Is Dean? They want to fight a war. They can find their own planet. This one's ours, and I say they get the hell off yeah. it. <laughs> Definitely a Dean line. He's like, what I've got is a GD, a GED, and a give a hell attitude. And I'll figure it out.
1: <laughs> Dean, I love you. He's amazing. He's just so good. Bobby hell calls hell Dean crazy. Which is Dean, accurate. Dean's, Dean agrees with him. As they're walking out, Bobby calls to Sam. tells Sam that he was awake when he was in the demon. He heard what the demon said. He wants Sam to know that it was a demon talking and he would never cut Sam out. Sam
0: thanks him. Outside, Sam... Bobby says he deserves a medal. Yeah. I just want to agree with that. Bobby does deserve a fucking he does. medal. He really does.
1: Outside, Sam offers that they track down the cult to try to kill Lucifer. Dean confesses that everything he said was for Bobby's benefit. He'll still fight, but he doesn't actually believe they have a chance. Sam wants Dean to say to him what he's been wanting to say. Dean... Let Sam know that he tried, really tried, to pretend like everything could be okay, but he can't. His brother chose a demon over him. He doesn't know that he'll be able to forgive and forget. He doesn't think it will ever be the way it used to be. He doesn't think that he can trust Sam. It's a very sad moment.
0: Yeah, Um. they really did a good job uh, sticking with the substance abuse theme. Right. Um, That they were using from the last season um, and just kind of driving home the point to Zam, to Zam, to Sam. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That, I know, that was weird. Um, The fact that you feel remorse for your actions doesn't mean that people are going to forgive you. Right. Um, And that with the way things are right now, um, Dean is absolutely right. He doesn't know there's any way he will ever be able to forgive Sam. Um, And that's just the reality of being in a family with somebody who has a problem like that is it's you feel bad for that person and you want to help them. But at the end of the day, it's out of your hands. Right. And that makes it almost impossible for you to be able to say it's okay uh, because this is a path that they have specifically chosen. um, Right. And if they continue to make that choice over and over again, you're never going to be able to just put it behind you, you know. And I think that is where a lot of people get kind of mixed
1: up with the whole team Dean, team Sam, and Sam, and oh, Sam started the apocalypse, and mm-hmm. you know, Dean was just trying to help or stop it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Dean gives two fucks about the apocalypse being started by Sam. I think he cares about the fact that Sam lied to him and chose demon right. over him. Exactly. He doesn't give a fuck that that started. what happened was the, yeah, the apocalypse. He doesn't care right? that the path that Sam took ended with Armageddon. He cares right. that Sam chose that path specifically. Right. right. Yeah. The end outcome means nothing to Dean. And I think a right. lot of people focus on the end outcome. Yeah. Well, obviously. (laughs) Well, I mean, in, in Dean's shoes, you know, thinking that Dean is mad at him for starting the apocalypse. When I honestly believe that Dean doesn't really care. I think you're right. That his brother started the apocalypse. Right. I think he honestly cares that Dean picked a demon over him when he was very blunt and, you know, explicit of don't fucking listen to this demon. Right. I'm your brother. Listen to me. I know you don't
0: want to because I'm bossy and,
1: you know, right. you hate
0: me or whatever, but, but it's a demon. Right. And it's and it's frustrating for Dean because Sam's smarter than that. Right. Exactly. You know, and so it's just, and I think you're 100% right. I don't think really what it comes down to for Dean at all is that it started the apocalypse.
1: Yeah. Dean it's, doesn't care about that, right, kind of that shit Sam when it comes to
0: family. repeatedly made a very selfish decision over and over again um, without listening to the people around him right. telling him he was he doing something him. wrong. Right. So they uh, they really nailed that part of the the relationship and and I think you're right I think people overlook that a lot. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to just be like, well, Sam started the apocalypse, so right. It's like, yeah, he did, you know, and right. Well, because I think that's people's argument
1: with you know, well, Dean's a better Winchester, yeah, because he tried to stop Sam from doing this and Sam didn't listen, and then look what it, and it look them. what happened, right? When it's like, yeah, but if you knew the Winchesters. Dean doesn't give a flying fuck Yeah, what Sam, you know... What the result what was. the results were, you know, what happened. He cares the choices that Sam made were to choose a demon over his brother. Right. Which,
0: you know, is like the ultimate betrayal right. to Dean. Exactly. You know? And it's great because in this instance, with the way the story is being told, the demon is like, the substance abuse. Right. You know? Exactly. So, it was just, I don't know why I didn't pick up on it as much the first time I watched it. The second time I watched it. Pick up on the substance yeah, abuse thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I'm very, very well-written, and I respect that very much, Mr. Kripke. It's
1: absolutely, it's done, yeah, and I, I also did not pick up on it quite as much as the first t- time. It's, it's a lot easier to get on the second watch, through. Well,
0: because everything's just so shocking the first time you watch it. Like, it's overwhelming. <laughs> it is. There's so much to take it in. Is. And it's just, I love TV shows that you can watch over again and, right. and still find as much. Get a better, I think you get a better appreciation for it.
1: Exactly. And I think, I honestly believe that anybody who likes the show should give it at least... A, two, a second watch through. At least the first five seasons. It, yeah. At the very least because then you get a better understanding of where the brothers are coming from. Yeah. Because on a first watch through you're going to pick Team Sam or Team Dean yeah. and you're going to be really headstrong
0: about that. your choice.
1: Yeah. But I think and I was you know I was always like "Ah, Dean's the best. Dean can do no wrong. You right. know, And I knew people who were Sam. Yeah. Can do no wrong. <laughs> um, but then you watch it a second time through and you have a lot more empathy for the other side yeah. than you thought you ever would, because you're like, okay, I can
0: see why they're doing this now. Right. You just know them better. You know, you, you get to know the brothers better, and you understand them better. I'm
1: still always probably going to be Team Dean, but I'm right. not. Like, I don't think Team I don't think Dean could do no wrong. Right. He's done a lot of wrong. Yes. Sam has done a lot of wrong. Right. I just like Dean a little bit better. Right. He has the funny yeah. lines. And I <laughs> and personally I see, think he's right. hotter. So, right. you know, those and are just personal preferences for me. As they, <laughs> You know, I don't think either one of them is better than the other as far right. as the character or, like, the decisions they make. Because I think they both make mistakes. Are equally big, stupid big <laughs> with yes. the stuff that they do yes. and not being able to fucking talk to each other yes.
0: and hold secrets. and Oh, my God. Um, yeah, and I love Sam, but I think that being team Sam, I was never of the school of thought that Sam could do no wrong, because I don't think anybody who watches this, mov- this movie, this show could logically ever think that, um, I mean, the first five seasons are all about here's what happens, Sam, when you do things wrong, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I think more being Team Sam is just being – because I like Dean, I think. I think Dean is just – and I hate saying this because people get offended, but he's a little one-dimensional, and that Sam has a little more depth to him, and I think there's more aspects of Sam's personality that people can relate to than there is for Dean. Well, Dean has very specific issues um, that I think make
1: him kind of one-dimensional Right. just trying to be a copy, carbon copy of his father. Right. And so headstrong on that, that he's just, just militant little soldier. Right. And I feel that, sure, he might be one-dimensional in the beginning, but I think he gets a lot better as he starts to drift yeah. away from who his father is and becomes his own
0: person. He does. I, I agree. I, th- I just think that we don't ever see huge... Changes in Dean are very subtle, mm-hmm. uh, whereas changes with Sam are usually pretty... Right. I wouldn't say drastic, but they're very evident, I guess. Well, I mean, his, the whole season started with him having to make a huge change. Right. So, I mean. And I guess that comes back to the whole, that's kind of, like, the whole series has always, well, the first five seasons of the series have always just been about Sam's journey. Right. I mean,
1: so, I think it would make a lot of sense to make, you know, it for it to come across as Sam having more dimension than Dean. Right. He, because right. he's got more of a. He has to adapt a lot more to this new lifestyle than what Dean's already been doing this right. whole time. Right, You know, he lost his girlfriend. He finds out about demons and that there's this whole fuck. Everything that happened to him was tied together since he was a fucking baby. Right. Before he was born, we find out, you right. know. Um, and so now he's getting pulled from this... Stanford life with this beautiful blonde girlfriend that yeah. he's probably going to marry to
0: I'm out on the
1: road and hunting with my brother and it's just crazy then thinking- you it just gets even crazier so
0: yeah I love the Winchesters yeah
1: I love them that day at Black Rock was the episode where we see this lock up
0: the oh it was I when love they get the rabbit's foot that episode <laughs> we need more cursed objects. Um those are the best. Um so I just want to say that I was really bummed that Cass was in this show for like 20 30 seconds. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a little misleading with the um, whole opening
1: credits thing. However, I would like to point out that Misha Collins is listed third in the credits.
0: Yes. Meaning that he's a regular this season. Yes. So, that's good. That doesn't, he's not in every episode, but he's a regular. Mm -hmm. Even if it's only
1: for 20 seconds, you get him more than you have been getting (laughs) him.
0: Exactly. I wish that there were more angels like Cass in this show. I wish that there were more angels that um, weren't just huge dicks and that, (laughs) um, like, good luck that love humans and, um, it, it, it was kind of just a little frustrating for me because when Cass first showed up, I was so excited about angels and I'm like, nobody's ever done angels. And then as things developed, I'm kind of like, eh, the angels are kind of a bit of a cop out because it's really just the other side of demons, you know, there wasn't any. They're
1: not even really the other
0: side. They're No, just they just have a different motivation. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so that was, I think, a big, a big. Either a cop-out or a letdown. I don't know. But there were so many different paths they could have taken with having angels in the story and having how the angels try and do the things that they do. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, keep everything exactly the same. Just change the angels' actions to achieve the same goal. There were so many different ways that the angels could try to convince Dean to accept his role as the Michael sword. You know. Um, But they choose... They kept do sending just Zachariah,
1: like... which was a bad idea.
0: Right. Well, and then they just... It's just, let's just do it like demons would do it, only we're angels, you know? Right. It's just, it was, it was lame. Lame. Um,
1: the host that Lucifer takes is named Nick. He is. In some traditions, the devil is referred to as Old Nick. Oh, he is.
0: Huh. Well, there you go. So... Yes. I wanted to do a silent pause in case you want to edit this part out because I want to talk <laughs> about um going back to what the, the Lucifer was talking to Nick about before Nick gave his consent um about how he's angry with God because God isn't a very good father. Right. Um and the one card that he plays is a card you hear played all the time, not just in this show, but just in the world in general is um that if there is a god why do bad things happen
1: right right um
0: and it's just one of those things where when i get the opportunity i like to try and talk about it because i think people don't understand um why
1: bad things the, happen with a god
0: right well and i think people look at religion and they use that particular argument as proving why religion is stupid and illogical um if we have this omnipotent being watching over us why would anything bad ever happen so it's stupid for you to have faith in this thing and believe in this thing that makes no sense um and so it's just one of those things that i don't really get the chance to talk to people about but um what i always try to point out is that god created heaven Mm -hmm. and he created the angels and it was perfect why would he even create earth at that point And I think that's the more important question than why does bad things happen is why were humans even created to begin with? Um, And the reason behind that is because God wasn't ever trying to just create paradise and create perfection. He was creating the concept of freedom. Um, And this is really evident in the Old Testament. And I say a lot that people need to read the old testament cuz people don't they read the new testament they read about jesus which is a great story i'm not saying don't but i'm like if you really want to understand god you need to read the old testament um cuz you will see in that book how many times god just completely killed all humans <laughs> <laughs> because things weren't going the way he wanted them to go um and what he wanted Is what we have now is he wanted creatures that had a full understanding of good and evil and were still capable of making a choice and not being influenced by the actions of those around them Mm -hmm. that were absolutely 100% fully independent beings who were able to create things themselves and to make decisions themselves and to live a life the way they thought that it should be lived. So you can't have something like that when you're you're interfering with the chain of events. Mm -hmm. You cannot have a creature like that if you're saying, oh, well, I don't want anything bad to happen to them. So I'm, you know, going to interfere and we're not going to have this person be a murderer and we're not going to have this disease exist, you know, that type of thing. Um, That's just not the way it works when you're trying to create freedom. And I guess that's just what I want to talk about is that it's perfect for Lucifer to use that argument. Given that he's an angel and he has absolutely no understanding of the concept of freedom,
1: oh yeah, no, none of them do. Right, clearly, right. They're all little deans, right, <laughs> from
0: the first like couple seasons, exactly. just obedient little militant <laughs> soldiers. Exactly, and so yeah, it's just one of those things that I like to touch on because I try, I want to try and help people better understand the philosophy behind religion. Um, it's really cool stuff.
1: Right. So uh robber breaking into Nick's home and brutally murdering his family had nothing to do with God because God just wanted people to have free will and freedom and this robber had the free will and freedom to go butcher a family.
0: Right. And I guess that's kind of where people get Which frustrated. Sucks for Nick. Right. But right, but at the same time it's um but nick can now have the free will to go kill that robber if he wanted to right <laughs> exactly Not that and nick that's suffered. the thing and that's the other thing is that nick has the freedom to make his own decisions on how he responds to that action in his life and what how is he going to let that influence him you know what choices is he going to make now that this thing has happened to him and we see what happens in lucifer or lucifer we see that nick allows himself to be manipulated right by lucifer for God letting bad things happen. Exactly.
1: Because he doesn't understand.
0: Exactly. And, um, so I don't have a
1: problem with that argument.
0: They, and, and just to kind of wrap it all up, because everybody's like, well, like you're saying, now this robber had this choice to do that, and it sucks, and it's horrible, and it's not a perfect, happy place to be. Right. It's, it's what we make it, and we're responsible for how things happen here. Um, but what's great is that the angels are here to protect us. Um from things like demons and and monsters and that type of thing um right
1: but apparently humans are just as bad as demons (laughs) right so
0: not necessarily in more different kinds of lore (laughs) hey in supernatural according to the demons and the angels humans don't need much of a a push Um, but once, and the angels are here to protect us. And so that when we are done and we have finished our existence on earth, we do get to join God and the angels in heaven, in paradise where everything is perfect. And that is so important because we are the only creatures who are going to fully appreciate that because we are the only creatures that have gone through complete and absolute imperfection. And lived through it and created our own happiness out of it. um, The angels were never able to appreciate the beauty of heaven because they had no comparison. It was the only thing they'd ever known. Right. And so humans were the only creatures that are going to be able to go to a place like heaven and truly appreciate it and remember why it's different. But only if we're good. Mm, I don't think so. So everybody goes to heaven? No hell? I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, I mean, like Mormons only believe in heaven. There's three levels to heaven, but, and they all depend on how you chose to live your life. And one's the closest to God and two are further away from him and you won't ever meet him, but you're not in hell. Um, if you read Dante's Inferno, there's only one person in hell. There is. And it's Judas. Right. You yeah. know, so I I, I don't so know. for that guy. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> she get dude. It's just one of those things where it's frustrating. I can see why people are like, oh, well, then so if you're not good, you don't get to do that. And it's like, yeah, you know, you shouldn't get to do that, you know, if you're not good. But whose decision is it about who's good and who's bad, you know? And I think with the way things are set up, God is omnipotent, but He doesn't interfere, and it's always always our decision that's the whole point right you know and if you want that paradise and that perfection afterwards you have to be able to make the right decision
1: I hear that argument all the time I don't make I don't believe in any of it so (laughs) right I'm I'm I'll talk about it all day but (laughs) you know I don't care either way really because in the end I don't believe in it so right (laughs) There you go. (laughs) But I, I mean, I guess the Old Testament and what you're explaining makes, you know, a lot of sense and is a good counterpoint to if there was a God, why does bad stuff happen? Right. For me, that wouldn't be my argument if I'm ever going to argue with somebody, but I would never, ever (laughs) argue with somebody about them believing in God and me not believing in God because I'm not going to change their mind and they're not going to change mine. Right. So it's just, you're running around in circles and there's no reason to get in a heated argument with somebody about there religion. Isn't. It's, there isn't. it's pointless. But, um, if I was to, if I wa- were to say something like, you know, that wouldn't be my leading. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's not going to be your out of the gate.
1: I'm not going to be like, well,
0: if there was a guy, why do bad things happen? No. Which is what people almost always (laughs) say. When you try and explain it, they just get... My favorite is,
1: um, I don't believe in anything I can't see. Oh, Jesus. Really? You don't? Have you seen a volcano? Right. Have you seen a million dollars? Have you seen an atom? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Have you seen? Have you I don't seen know masks? another galaxy. <laughs>
1: like I don't know. That's always
0: my favorite. Right, as I don't as, believe in things I can't really? see. Did oh, you, are you hearing what you're saying? Right. <laughs> then do you believe anything that's behind you because you <laughs> can't see that? Right. <laughs> but yeah. So yes,
1: that. Why would a God let terrible things happen to a world He created? Is probably the number one argument about they're not being a god right which that what right (laughs) Like, why does it matter what he does to us or not when the argument is if he exists or not right right exactly just because god created us does not mean he has to be nice to us do you know how many parents are mean to their kids abandon (laughs) and abuse their children they still created that. Just because they created that person does not mean that they have to take care of them and be nice and make sure that no diseases or bad things happen to right. them. Right. It would be nice if they did that. Right. Because that's their creation. <laughs> and, you know, you should care for that. It took... It's, it's hard. It, yeah. I mean, making it's not very hard. It's Oh my god. Fun. But, you know what I mean. <coughs> Excuse They don't have to. Right, just like God doesn't have to do shit. If right, he want to. right, exactly.
0: And I guess that's but really your all argument it comes is down a lot to.
1: more um, nicely
0: articulated than <laughs> what I just said. So we'll go with that. I guess really all it comes down to is just do what's right. People do what's right. You know, it's going to, sometimes what's right seems totally fucked up and unfair and unjust, but. Like Sam drinking blood thinking right. he'll save the world. Right. That was stupid, <laughs> Sam, and you knew damn well that that wasn't right. <coughs> exactly. And I guess that's ultimately what it all comes down to is just. Don't be a douche. Be a good person. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Right. Like an angel. Or a <laughs> demon. Just be cast. Just be your own person. Everyone be cast and look like Cass and dress like Cass. We would have a lot of problems. Oh my god! Oh my god! Don't do that, guys. Be yourself. Don't ever do that. Things would go very badly. Um. That's all I have on this episode. Do you have anything? Yes, else? I have. Okay, I have quite a bit more. I'm sorry. It's okay. Okay, so, um,
1: totally different. Change of subject now. Back well, to the we, little- we need one. So tidbits behind the scenes stuff okay so the street um that we see bobby pull up on in the beginning um happens to be where the hotel is located um or the hotel that they were at was also used in the 2012 horror film the possession which starred jeffrey dean morgan oh okay nice yeah it's not bad it's not bad it's like about his daughter who finds like some old box. Old wooden box, and it's like a. I think it's a Jewish. Oh, I think I know what movie you're talking about. Okay, it's it's. Have you seen it? Yeah. yeah. Is it
0: good? Yeah. That sounds pretty cool.
1: And I mean, I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I've (laughs) always really liked him. I mean, he's he's a terrible father in Supernatural, but the actor I really like, and I would recommend the movie. Right on. I think it it was on Netflix not too long ago, but anyway, um. So, I had a little bit of Twitter research that I had to do for this because I happened upon some interesting information that I thought was kind of amusing. So I'm gonna share that with you guys. So on the day of the premiere, fans got hashtag Lucifer is coming oh and hashtag no. supernatural to first and second highest trending topics on Twitter. Oh no. <laughs> this led to Twitter Twitter banning both God and Lucifer. Shut up. In the lead up to the start of season 5, uh, at SuperWiki started ending tweets with hashtag Lucifer is coming and suggested fans to do the same as a mischievous way to get attention for the show. In the 24 hours leading up to the premiere of season 5, thanks to some Insomniac fans, the tag started trending as general traffic on Twitter died down. As midnight passed on, the west coast of the U.S. and Europe had to yet wake up. Passionate fans tweeted tirelessly and the tags hashtag Lucifer is coming and hashtag Supernatural got to first and second position of the trending topic list. However, despite fans posting links to Supernatural sites, many other tweeters were unaware of the reason for a hashtag Lucifer is coming tag and thinking satanists were at work starting and started responding with messages about Jesus and God. Oh, no. A full-blown religious (laughs) conflict broke out when rapper Puff Daddy, who has over a million followers, unaware of the context of hashtag Lucifer is coming, made up a hashtag God is here tag in retaliation. <laughs> then, Twitter stopped posts with tags including both hashtag Lucifer is coming and hashtag God is here from appearing in trending topics. Fans continued to use hashtag Supernatural and hashtag and Kiwi trust, and both also reached high on the list. Just before the season premiere aired, Misha Collins joined the game oh, no. and suggested fans um another tag, hashtag P Diddy is scared of his TV <laughs> Which is fucking awesome.
0: Please tell me that started tripping. <laughs>
1: I don't think Misha was quite as big just yet. Oh my
0: god, that would have been awesome.
1: P Diddy so good TV. just a little uh, Twitter background. Jim Beaver, who plays Bobby, was the first supernatural actor on Twitter. Not surprisingly, uh, not surprising as Jim had long been active on both MySpace and Facebook. MySpace, Jesus, wow. His followers are now commonly referred to as Twidgets. Oh, that makes sense. In May 2009, Misha Collins started using Twitter <laughs> and drew this many more Supernatural fans to the site. Misha has used his Twitter as a form of role-playing by creating an online persona whose followers are known as Misha's Minions. This was parodied in Supernatural episode, The French Mistake, <laughs> where, Twitty ha- where a Twitter-happy Misha referred to his followers as, as Misha Migos. Another <coughs> other cast members have also nicknamed their followers. Tracy Dinwittle, she plays Pamela Barnes, uh, calls hers Tweedlebugs. Richard, who joined Twitter in December of 2010, dubbed his followers Twixters. Isn't he um He's a Trickster? The Twixter, mm-hmm. okay. And Jared joined Twitter in 2011, has dubbed his followers Moose Caters. <laughs> I have never musketeers. 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 I've never seen him say
0: that. I guess he just maybe they just don't did it in the beginning. I haven't seen Misha's minions in a long time either.
1: But yeah, that's my little Twitter research. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed so fucking hard when I read the whole. (laughs) P. did. He is scared of his TV. Can you imagine being alive in this time? Oh, my God. And aware of what's happening on Twitter where all these people are just blowing up. Trending, (laughs) Lucifer is coming, and then all of a sudden a rapper jumps in and starts trending, God God is is here. here.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. That is too much. That is amazing. I found it quite amusing. Supernatural Wiki, I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um,
1: for the song I picked, on Struck," Right. BCBC, Was there other songs? I don't think so. I don't so. think
0: there was. Body count in this one is four. Um, So we had two angels and two demons, right? <clears throat> yeah, because Meg yes. showed up with... Bobby, yeah, and Bobby's then Bobby's demon died. Right, and then Sam killed the <coughs> other one, right? Dean killed the other Dean one. Dean killed the other one, and then cast... Smoked his two angels. Um, he, What was... Did you have a favorite where, scene? Is that
1: smoting when you stab him in the back of the neck?
0: Oh, I or said that smoked. Oh. As in just, like, iced or smoked, yeah, okay, but... got it, got it. I thought you said smoted. Smoted. I could see that. Smited. Smitten. I was... Okay, we'll talk about that later, the whole smitten thing, but... Um, <laughs> Did you pick a favorite scene? I'm sorry if I glossed over it. Yeah, when
1: Cass killed the angels. Okay. Because he was just a total badass. Well, yeah. And I liked seeing Cass be a total badass. I mean, also. who doesn't like seeing Cass
0: be a badass? Um, I liked the scene at the end with Lucifer and Nick. When when Lucifer gets to take control of his vessel. Oh, I was like,
1: that's not the end. Because I was going <laughs> to say, I, I also really like the end when Dean is oh, like, right. look yes. Sam. I don't trust you because you chose a demon over me. Yes. It's very, very heartbreaking. But it it's
0: very, very real. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then just, oh, thank God the angels are
1: here. I love, oh, thank God the angels are here and pretty much everything Becky says. Well, yeah. Because that shit's funny. That is fucking hilarious.
0: No. <laughs> Can you stop touching me? No. <coughs> <sighs> okay. Well. Well, guys, season five has begun. Hold on to your butts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) All right. If you're not there already, please go to the website, thewaywardfans.com. You can see all of our podcasts there. And keep your eyes peeled for episode 50 coming up soon. It's going to be a goodie. Uh, You can contact us through the website or you can also just send us an email directly waywardfans at gmail.com let us know you're listening let us know your thoughts feelings concerns whatever
0: you know let us know how your day is going i don't care just <laughs> we would like to hear say from you. you guys. <coughs> i'm sorry um or you can follow us on twitter at waywardfans underscore spn you'll get updates on all of our new episodes there um, and cool new things that we might find around the internet. And same goes with MySpace, if you're... <laughs> MySpace? <laughs> Whoa. Wow. I blame Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> or Jim. <coughs> were. <clears throat> same goes for Facebook. <laughs> you can go, go to facebook.com slash waywardfans. And you'll get updates to all of our new episodes there as well. Um, just give us a like. We like to see our, like, numbers go up, so,
1: yeah, our right, follow numbers Right too. and review that shit on Twitter, I mean, <laughs> iTunes.
0: It's late. It's, it's really, really late, late, you guys, it's it's late. so we apologize. You know what,
1: you know how when your sock falls, like, past your
0: heel? Yes.
1: That's happening right now in oh, a shoe, and it's
0: I'm sorry. All right, I guess we should wrap things that. up. <laughs> Jen's <laughs> socks are done. <laughs>
1: Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We will talk at you next week. Bye, guys.